Thank you. Um, I'd like to thank, uh, start off by just thanking the Steve Wynn for hosting this, the nominating committee for um, thinking about me and then coming to the conclusion to select me. I am uh, very flattered. I am very humbled by the company of the new inductees and those that have come before us. To, it's, a, it's a very big honor for me. Uh, before I say anything, I'd, I'd like to relate a little story to you. I don't know if it's going to relate, but I would just like to... People have a tendency to talk about things past, how they got here, and maybe what they're going to do in the future. And I'd like to go a little bit farther, even before myself. I had a grandfather. His name was Walter Costner. He was an Oklahoma farmer. And uh, people tell me that we were a lot alike. He was a 19-year-old man, very successful, married a 15-year-old girl. Her name was Tig. That's my grandmother. It's the name of my company. Very successful. Had about 20 people working for him. And the Depression came along, and he lost everything. And like I say, he was a successful farmer, so it was even a little more painful for him because he saw it go away slowly, put his crop in the silos, thinking that the price would come back up. And, of course, the price, as we know, never did come back up. And then we had the Dust Bowl. And my grandfather was a very proud man, and he brought his family in a Model A to the West. And he was very discriminated against. He was referred to as an Oki. And he found himself in the West. One of his nine brothers was out here. They had unusual names, Orville and Norville, Elbert and Albert, Dewey and Blackie. So you can imagine my family tree. And um, he was looking for work, and there wasn't any work. And what work there was, there would be 100 men standing in line for that same job. So if you didn't dig fast enough, there was somebody to take your place. And... It was not an easy situation, and my grandfather, who had a proud heritage, found himself with nothing, and there was some work going on out here in the West. And my uncle Norville was working there, and there were hundreds and thousands of men waiting to work on this project, and they were all in line, and one by one they would be dismissed. And there was one very exclusive kind of job, which was a, a road grader, a very big piece of equipment, very difficult to, to operate, and... So the ditch-digging jobs were all taken, but nobody could seem to get this one job. And my grandfather, Walter, said he thought he could do it, and he, my Uncle Norville took him off into the desert sand and set him on a peach box and told him where the levers would be, told him how he should maybe do this. There were 50 guys all trying for this job, and while Norville didn't have a lot of weight with this particular company, he managed to get him closer into the line. And one by one, the men failed. And finally, my grandfather stepped up to the foreman, a crusty guy who had no patience and no time. He just needed somebody to drive this thing. And he looked at my grandfather and he said, Can you cut me a road? And my grandfather says, I'll cut it any way you want it. And he got up on that machine, never having driven it, and cut the most perfect road, and he got the job. And the job was here on the Hoover Dam. So it's no small wonder of funny things that I'm thinking about here in, in my past. 
if that puts the Hoover Dam in perspective or not. I actually heard a better perspective. Uh, one of the young men around here said, isn't this where Superman came out of? I'd put it in perspective. You always seem to. I welcome you students, your families, the people who support this organization. I'm, I'm proud to be here. I guess you're looking at us a lot like we're people that journey out into the, the, the people that are here on the board or the nominees and people who have been nominated. We come up and speak in front of you as if we have some knowledge. We've been out to some... We're, we're like seasoned veterans and we're coming back here to report to you what it is we know. Uh, I don't want to... <laughs> I'm just as confused as you are. I would say that the nominees probably are the same. It's ill-advised often to give advice. Sometimes we can tell you what we know to be the truth as we see it. But I think one reason why there's confusion is because it's loud out there. The world is a noisy place. And because it's noisy, what should be the simplest thing in your life becomes the hardest. And that the thing that's simplest and the thing that's most necessary is your ability to hear yourself above the noise. To know what you think. To know what you really feel. But it's hard. It's really hard out there because the complexity of our lives and our world have been reduced to 30-second sound bites. There are forces of people shouting at us daily. Forces that are telling us what's hot and what is not. Who's in and who is out. The best dressed, the worst dressed. Thumbs up, thumbs down. We are told that being beautiful is to be young and slender. That the kind of car you drive has some connection with the type of person that you are. That the university you wanted to attend versus the university that you were finally accepted to will make a profound difference in your life. That if we throw millions of dollars at our people and our problems that we don't really care about, that we have somehow solved our problems, and that statement alone will be the ruin of this country. We are living in a country that prides itself on free enterprise and a can-do of the individual, and yet we find ourselves as a country first in almost nothing that counts. We've been raised on the theory that only the smartest, bravest, most resourceful men can grow up to be president of the United States. It's confusing. We're seeing mixed signs out there. It's hard to get good information. A friend of mine whom I've depended on and leaned on in just talking about these subjects asked me a question, and so I'll ask you. When is the last time you read something correct in the newspapers about something you actually know about? The media just doesn't get it right. So you must learn to hear and trust yourself 
You must hone that elementary skill that you once had as a child. Move your life toward the things and people that make you feel good. Move your life away from things and people that make you feel bad. Don't make moves in your life in anticipation of wealth or fame. Celebrity is not the greatest cultural achievement one can achieve in this century. Don't operate your life paying... I don't mean to be telling you what to do, but I got carried away. I ask you, don't operate your life paying attention to the noises out there. Don't believe everything you hear. Don't let other people do your thinking. That's your job. That is your fun. And don't be afraid to go against the tide. Don't let conventional wisdom kill your dreams. What if everybody's wrong? And you must stand for something. In your life, that's this precious short time that we're on this planet. You must, you must try to stand for something. You've been blessed with education. It's clear to everyone here your ambitions. It's, it's clear to everyone here that you have the energy to match your ambitions. But your true measure will not be in your accomplishments, but in the kind of man or woman you become during this journey. Thank you.